3: Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. Whether you're a busy professional couple, a large family that runs a super fast-paced life, or even someone who just wants to start cooking more, HelloFresh makes it easier, tastier, and healthier than ever before to enjoy the experience of cooking new recipes and eating together at home. From creating the recipes and planning the meals, to grocery shopping, and even delivering all of the pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh delivers right to your door, Which is great for me because I don't like leaving my apartment to do anything that's not comedy related. You can skip the trip and have it all brought to you. HelloFresh is the meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. For somebody like me, it's perfect because I don't like to cook a lot. And when I do, I want it to be easy and, you know, not take a long time because I'm always on the move. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes For everyone, from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time to somebody like me who just makes soup and Pop-Tarts, HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients, which is big for me and should be for you because fresh ingredients is how you should be living, healthier, measured to the exact quantities needed so that there's no food waste. HelloFresh also employs a full-time registered dietitian on staff who reviews each recipe to ensure it is nutritionally balanced. All this shit is delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. I already got my box. I gotta be honest, it was crazy how well packaged everything was. Still so fresh, you know. It was on my doorstep for a couple days, and everything was was perfectly intact. And uh, and you know, which is why we're uh, letting them uh, be a sponsor because they're the shit, and we only want to throw stuff at you guys that we uh, that we back. And HelloFresh. Is that Now, if you want to start your first week of deliveries and get $35 off that, visit HelloFresh.com right now and enter ALN when you subscribe, and you can start eating healthier, smarter, tastier, and more awesomer than ever before. That's visit HelloFresh.com and enter ALN when you subscribe to get $35 off your first week of deliveries. That sounds great! That's because it is, guy who just came into my apartment with a weird voice. Mmm, sleep. I love it. Love sleeping a lot. Love sleeping comfortably. That's why I sleep on a Casper mattress. Yeah, baby. Look, the mattress industry has forced consumers into paying notoriously high markups. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to you, the consumer. Time Magazine called them one of the best inventions of 2015. Why? Because Casper mattresses, which both Brad and I have and fucking love them because they're dope and comfy as shit, The sleep surface was developed in-house. It has a sleep design and is delivered in a small, hey, how did they do that, sized box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. But how did they do it? An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's just got the right sink and the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design sleeps cool. So it helps regulate your temperature through the night. That's fucking, that's so dope. Look, mattresses, most of them cost $1,500 and up. Casper mattresses cost $500 for a twin size, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. That's that's incredible. Start sleeping better and start sleeping better now. So go to www.casper.com ALN and use the code ALN and get $50 off towards any mattress purchase now. All right? Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. If you don't like it, all right, you get a free return and a 100-night home trial, all right? So they'll pick it up and refund you everything if you don't like it after 100 days, all right? They understand the importance of sleeping better and, you know, know the commitment that comes with a mattress, especially if you're going to sleep on it for a third of your life. Go to www.casper.com slash ALN, use the promo code ALN, and get $50 off towards any mattress purchase. And start sleeping better, baby, because you deserve it. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. What up? Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Had a great weekend of shows in San Diego. Thank you to everyone at the La Jolla Comedy Store, the staff, Everybody, all the ALN fans and new ALN fans that came out, what a blast. Sandy Danto, Frank Castillo, my boy Avery Pearson came out. We did some music. We jammed. One of the best clubs in the country. Always a good time. It's just good to get out of L.A., you know, get some San Diego beach life up in this. And thank you for all the emails and tweets you guys have been sending uh, about past episodes that you've loved. So many great moments from the Wayne Brady, David Steinberg, and Jason Drulo episodes. Keep those coming. And uh, seeing those five-star comments and ratings on iTunes, if you haven't done so yet, go to the iTunes page, type in about last night. If you're not subscribed, subscribe, and then click the fifth star and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, also want to thank you guys for listening to uh, me as a guest on You Made It Weird, the Pete Holmes podcast. Of course, Pete Holmes, giant comedian, um, has his own podcast, You Made It Weird, which is uh, a top top comedy podcast he's had on uh, just the best of the best, and uh, I was lucky enough to, to be a guest on it, and uh, it was a really fun episode, as Pete says, one of the silliest and most fun episodes he's done, which means a lot, because he's, he's a beast and such a cool guy, and so fun to to riff with, we we just, we got so silly, it was great, we made it weird, as the podcast suggests, uh, Pete of course has been a guest on ALN, if you haven't heard him on that, go back and listen to it, and uh, I know you love it, speaking of podcasts you love, today's episode is another just Fun-filled laugh fest from top to bottom. Our guest is Mad TV's Piot Michael. That's right, baby. We're gonna start a nice little run of Mad TV cast members from the new Mad TV that I was a part of. Piot is a fascinating dude. Not only is he uh, a master impressionist, like our boy Jonathan Kite, which we do not let him get away without doing multiple impressions. He does Donald Trump. He does Bernie Sanders. Jeff Goldblum. George Lucas uh doc brown steve buscemi he does people that a lot of impressionists don't do and uh he was so generous to riff and just be silly with us on this one piat's story is is pretty fascinating too just where he came from and his journey into the business how he found cartoons as a way to become interested in, in doing voices his journey to almost getting snl is a really unbelievable story and it eventually got him to LA and uh, how he started doing stuff for Howard Stern. It's just a great interview. Piat's an amazing dude, a sweet dude. And uh, and it's it's just a fucking entertaining episode. So enjoy this one. Follow Piot on Twitter at This is Piot, P I O T. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Aalen Podcast at adamray33 on Instagram, at bradwilliamscomic on Instagram, at Podcast on Instagram. Of course, all the aylen merch at storymerchandise.com is where you can get that. Hats, shirts, mugs, posters. We're going to start selling a bunch of signed posters, so head on over to estlymerchandise.com and pre-order your signed ALN posters, baby. And bring that merch for us to sign or take pictures with in your ALN shirts or hats to our live shows. Brad Williams is on the road. He's on the road a bunch right now. He will be... In Albany, New York this weekend at the Albany Funny Bone, October 13th through the 16th. Go see Brad Williams at the Albany Funny Bone in Albany, New York. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. I will be in L.A. this week doing shows. Check my website, adamraytv.com. Of course, uh, I'm headlining Flappers in Burbank October 28th and 29th. Get your tickets at adamraytv.com. And then I hit the road for pretty much all November and December, So uh, get on over to uh, AdamRayTV.com. I'll be coming to Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll be coming to Salt Lake City and Ogden, Utah to do Wise Guys. I'll be doing Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland. That's right, Magoobies. Um, and, of course, the Tempe Improv over Thanksgiving. The Punchline Comedy Club in Sacramento, December 1st through the 4th. Uh, the Comedy Club in Webster, New York, December 8th through the 10th. Uh, and then I'm doing a hometown show in Seattle, Washington, December 23rd, the Friday before Christmas at the Columbia City Theater, uh, which I'm really pumped about, and then uh, Vegas for New Year's at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana. So all those dates at adamraytv.com, bradwilliamscomedy.com for all his tour dates. We'll be going on the New Kids on the Block fan concert cruise next week, which we'll be doing live pods from and just absorbing all the chaos that is that <laughs> that cruise. Of course, you guys heard me break it down on the uh, cruise recap last year, and now Brad's going to come. It was a blast for me. I don't know what it's going to be like for this guy. I can only imagine double because... uh even though he's half the size of me, I think he's going to have double the fun. Uh, so, be on the lookout for those apps, and uh, and I think that's it. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info, and now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Piot Michael. Well,
2: the
3: weekend's over, so it's time. To- a podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night.
1: Yeah,
2: because you wanted to stand out.
1: Well, I wanted to be my own. Just a little more fun, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be interviewing my friends who are up and coming comics, which is like, that's fine, but. Yeah. Unless I have a show like this. <laughs> Today, we're sponsored by. <laughs> hornitos. <laughs> when you're horny and you want something Latin,
0: drink Hornitos. And your best friend, Itos, helps you s- finance the drink. See? <laughs> we can drink, we can have a lot of fun.
2: See, I would jump in, but I'll just sound like a. Sp- Speedy Gonzalez character, which which, which, which is out of also all, fun. out of all my favorite racist cartoons, uh <laughs> that's gotta be right up there with my favorite. I mean
1: where do you think he got the inspiration? Like I'm gonna go across the border. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but 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 my favorite part of the Speedy Gonzalez uh racist universe was his friends that were like the slow uh, the, the, the slow right, mice right, the that slow. were just Oh Speedy <laughs> Your are so <laughs> <laughs> I the pussy gato is and she's and she's is like three feet away.
0: We Don't can't worry.
2: get it, Speedy. Don't
0: worry, I will get it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cartoons had to have been an early influence for you, right? For voices. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Um for me I did uh I all I did was watch uh Disney Channel and Looney Tunes growing up for sure. Yeah. And my dad studied animation at UCLA, so it was all over no, no, the house. Yeah, yeah. He always, um. So, so he was watching it from
2: a, and having a complete different appreciation for
1: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the film study equivalent, but of cartoons and animation, because it's an art form all yeah. in, on its own. Yeah. And it just became a part of my life every day. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. And cartoons then. Cartoons were there. Yeah, because you were, because you moved a lot as a kid. I did move a lot. I was born here yeah. in uh, California in uh, Santa Monica Hospital. Okay. And I, uh, I lived in Malibu for three years, maybe, in Decker Canyon. Okay. And um, is there any way I could get a little bit louder on my headphones? Yep. How's that? Keep talking? Yeah, I'm going to keep talking a little bit more. Yeah, Ooh, a little I, more? I like
5: the sound of my voice. That's Wait, right. is that you? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's good. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um so I, I, I lived in Malibu in Decker Canyon, which was uh like a funky little shack house mm-hmm. for about three years. And um after my uh sister was born, she was the third kid, uh, we moved to Cleveland, Ohio. From Malibu to Cleveland. From Mali so my mom said what happened. I, my mom said, <laughs> I'm sick of the traffic and I don't want to live here. I want to live anywhere else but Los Angeles and my dad said, Great, Cleveland <laughs> And uh, when did you did
2: did you ever forgive your father for that sentence? No,
1: no, I love <laughs> Cleveland. I I I, I love Cleveland. Uh, he he was born in Ohio, oh, okay. and he was a basketball star in high school. No kidding. And uh, from there, he went on to UCLA mm-hmm. and uh, played for John Wooden. Wow. wow. No so, shit. Yeah, yeah, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all those. He guys was on. What? He 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 was on that team. Yeah.
2: Where the, where the. My favorite story of that time was that uh, uh, the Bruins had just won the national championship. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, then, Lu- then Lew Sender uh, agrees to go to the school and plays for the freshman team because that was the rule. You-, you couldn't immediately join varsity until your yeah, like yeah. second year. The freshman team with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar beat the returning national championship team. In the opening scrimmage. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite. because it was like, oh, holy shit, these guys are good.
1: Yeah, and John Wooden started, uh, you know, tossing out his net and catching every great player coming up and put him on his team. And they won, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 consecutive something years like and then 16 total or something like that. But crazy. And my dad went to UCLA. and That's how he did that. But so I grew up in uh, Cleveland, Ohio for about eight years. And mm-hmm. then from there, Taos, New Mexico. And I moved because my mom said I'm sick of Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio, and do I want to move somewhere. Anywhere there's, there's, there's not enough traffic. There's not enough traffic. There's not too much, but there's not enough. She's yeah. like uh, she's like I'm in, I'm uh, inspired v- by vagina paintings and George <laughs> O'Keefe. So she wanted to move to Santa Fe. Yeah, it was too expensive, so we moved to Taos, New Mexico. Yeah, how far my dad is, dad is that there for way? a little bit. That's um, about really. That's about an hour yeah. and a half. Wow, that's, uh, there's a
2: connection. Yeah.
3: That's what wh- 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 he was a doctor in uh, in Taos. Oh, really? He was like the doctor in the in Taos. What year? Wh- 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 I mean, this is recent. Like he, he was, just two years ago, he was there for three years. Oh, okay. So now, I, I wasn't there. No, you weren't there, but
2: yeah. It, it, is Taos the kind of town where the same guy that's the doctor is also the mechanic? Is he also was the, uh, he
3: worked at Baskin Robbins? Okay. He was a doctor. <laughs> he did the dry cleaning. He uh, he voiced yeah. the. Uh... Gonzalez! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speedy! You got too many jobs. You got too
0: many jobs. Fix my car. I don't know how you do it. Hold on, I'm finishing this burrito. <laughs> I have to make it for the clients.
3: You know who's got the best burritos? Trump Tower.
0: Trump Tower has a lot of great burritos, by the way.
1: <laughs> a lot of great burritos.
0: Did I mention that this tequila I'm drinking is hitting me pretty quick? So I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna <laughs> yeah. put it a little nice. further away. Okay, <laughs> slow down. Now, 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 yeah. well, now Donald, do you, do, you, do you like to drink the tequila?
0: I love all tequila. I love all tequila, by the way. Tequila is the drink that unifies so many nations, you wouldn't believe it. You would not believe it. Trust me. I have had so many drinks with so many people in tequila. Tequila is great. Tequila is sweet. It comes from agave. Agave. Agave is great. But we're going to put a border around Mexico only so they could stockpile great tequila, and then we're going to send it over the border. (laughs) That's the only reason, people, because I just want to see a real big tower. Of tequila bottles, and then they're going to drop you. We're going to get them for Piat. such low prices. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Piot
3: did. Um, well, when we t- I took the cast to Universal Studios, right? Yeah.
1: Thank you again. That was so. That was fun. the best. Yeah.
3: And uh, and and we all had some little tasty edibles at one point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and P- Piot gets like next level stoned to mm-hmm. where it's just like.
1: No, you just saw me when i was stoned. Yeah, yeah. You have it. Oh, really? Seen me when I was stoned? Yeah.
3: Yeah, 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 I guess. Yeah, but next, that was like, you were just in a great space. Yeah, and then at one point, I go, you gotta do high Trump. It was and so hard. And he tried to do. to do it. <laughs> it was so- and he just <laughs> like,
0: let me tell you people.
3: <laughs> but then you, you, no, you go, you go, yeah, you go, I'm in about a better world. But
1: it's going to be a while And then (laughs) then you started just laughing But the whole thing is about Like when you get high You become hyper aware Of what you're doing But you can't say it And oh god But also the one time You did uh, the stand-up show At the Improv Uh, Yeah Oh yeah There's a teen tour group there There was like a group Of teenagers from high school That came to see your show And I came out And I was a little loose (laughs) And uh, you're like, hey, he's for Mad TV, do Donald Trump. And I was, the uh, same thing. Just pimping you off. I got to do So far, there's yeah. been a group of people who've seen only me high publicly. Like, that guy, how did he get on television? <laughs> I'll tell you
3: how. He's a master impressionist. He's master a great actor. Master
1: impressionist. It-
0: I paint a lot of paintings, by the way. Van <laughs> Gogh. I know how to pronounce that. That's not name. a painter, Trump. <laughs> he's a daughter, he makes dots. Dippin' dots, Dippin' dots. Dippin' dots are great, by the way. <laughs> Especially if you lay them out on a painting, let them melt. That's a painting right there, right there on the canvas. See, Instant painting. This is Trump copywritten, by the way. <laughs> I love wa- I love watching great
2: impressionists because then I I learn things about the impression. And I didn't learn until watching you just now that he certainly does say. By the way, a by lot. The way.
0: Excuse me. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. All right, thank you.
1: Yeah. Actually, I'm I'm borrowing um catchphrases from my dad that I created. Cuz my dad he sort of sounds like uh, he's got a very theatrical voice. Mhm. He talks like this almost <laughs> like John Malkovich perhaps. <laughs> um, but he has lots of pregnant pauses uh, mm-hmm. and uh, his catchphrases that I created were "Excuse me." Mhm. Thank you. So, he said that once, but it was just something that caught on, and so, I was just egg on all, all through uh, growing up with, uh, excuse me, thank you. <laughs> does he do voices himself? Like, where did you get the voice? Oh, absolutely. He doesn't do impressions, but he does a lot of characters and such. He, uh, he, uh, he studied theater. He wanted to be an actor his whole life, and uh, he lived in Europe for seven years as a street mime. And clown. Oh no shit. And he worked with masks and puppets, and that's where he met my mom. Was my mom was traveling with a group of high school
2: well, I mean, girls. Everyone knows everyone knows chicks dig puppets. Yes.
1: Everyone chick knows dig that. puppets. <laughs> Guys, get into it. Come on. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is ahead of the crowd. He's popular for a reason, people. I kill you. <laughs> Chicks dig that. <laughs> Chicks dig puppets. Because <laughs> uh, if you... you can manipulate a puppet, you can manipulate a woman. Am I right, Brad? <laughs> Magic fingers. <laughs> Absolutely. So my my mom met my dad, uh, who's in uh, complete makeup as a mime. Yeah, and he's you know brought her into the crowd, interacted mm-hmm. with her, and then um, a couple days later, he was on his way out, leaving. France, or I'm leaving, uh, Poland forever to go to France, Mm -hmm. and my mom was walking past the train station and recognized him without his makeup. What?
2: Oh, she's clever. The rest
5: is history.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then nine months later, Little Piat came out. Little piat, no, we, we <laughs> know big how big piat, big piat. I have got
0: very big hands. Probably. Huge hands,
4: huge. huge hands.
0: These hands were so big. My, my I, I, was actually born cesarean.
4: <laughs> that is true. I
3: was born cesarean. Nice, I love it. That's actually true. She's it's got a big. My hands, head. my
0: hands were born
2: cesarean. The rest of my body, Absolutely. natural birth. Natural That's birth. how big I they was.
0: Dislocated my hands. Yes, they cut them. They put them back together. And let me tell you. These are the best cybernetic hands you've ever
3: seen. <laughs> I've got the best cuticles money can buy.
0: Money cannot buy the cuticles
1: <laughs> that I
3: have. You know what's so funny? I, before, when we auditioned for Mad TV, I remember meeting you on the, uh, before we, when we all, the yeah, group we did got like together. The
1: pre, the preamble to just get ready like the It was basically, like the the gr- it was basically yeah. when
3: they were like, hey, here's the eight that we want, the producers and the showrunner, and we're going to present this to the network. And, uh,
1: and I remember meeting you there because you weren't. Everybody was kind of sizing. Oh wait, well, yeah, everybody. You weren't sizing around because you kind of yeah. got picked first, right? Mm-hmm. I was picked about a month before, and I don't know what the logic was behind it, but basically they said we needed we needed a Polish guy. Oh, yeah, we yeah. need a Polish <laughs> guy.
2: The demographic everyone knows. Yeah, how, how many Pollocks does it take to
1: make a comedy show? <laughs> At <What>? least one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with an unpronounceable name, we got to make sure. But we got to make sure his, his stage name is Michael, so he's yeah. English. That's
5: yeah. a good thing. <laughs>
3: Um, I love that network exec voice. Right? Yeah, of
1: course. This guy, I used to
5: I used to broadcast for radio, but now I'm an executive of the CW Network. Like Your you know. executive is
2: very Jeff Danielsy.
5: Yeah, come on. Jeff Daniels? Wait, you Jeff Daniels? Bridges.
2: Bridges, I'm sorry.
5: Hey, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> the, um, you know, this guy Piot Michael, he would be great uh, on the Man TV cast, man. And hey, what are you doing, man? Don't pee on my rug. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking doobies,
3: man. So I met you and yeah. I was like immediately you, I stern came up which I immediately was like, "Oh, this guy's the shit." And then you just kind of like, well, it was so great so quickly. And about everybody there was this like very chill ego check at the door like funny's funny let's all just be funny together make each other laugh and not but immediately you started like doing a voice and a bit and i was like oh i like this guy
1: because he was just like remember what i was doing it was some. you might have done goldblum pretty early on to me i know i was doing a lot of donald trump because amir was i think he said like you do donald trump yeah And then i got into it
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and you're very generous with your i mean because i i would assume and uh Brad back me up, but maybe if, like, if you're, or if you were like a really great impressionist, and somebody was like, do- "What do you mean if?"
4: All right, give him your three. <laughs> give him your three. Let me tell you guys something right here, man. Brad Williams. Barry Katz, is one of the most fantastic impersonators. Listen, man.
6: Listen, this I'm-
4: guy has so much talent crawling out of his ass. They <laughs> bottle it up and sell it. Adam Carolla can't even match the products that he creates, man. I tell you, holy shit moments, holy man. Holy shit! If you want to talk
6: about holy shit moments, you have my man Piot. He can do P. any otter. voice. He's any half voice. otter,
4: half urine. Piotter. <laughs> this guy is so fucking He amazing. looks like an
6: he looks like an Eastern European Pete Sampras, man. But he can I do any voice. First, any voice met
4: me. First thing he said to me, he's like, You gotta do impressions of me, man. I was like, No, I'm not gonna do anything. And I actually never shared an impression
1: of him until, uh, David Salzman, producer of, uh, yeah, uh, Mad TV forced me to do it for him. Which wow. Funny. Yeah. So yeah. just a couple
2: months ago. You and I, you, you, you and I both have the Barry Cats connection. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Now, when, when <laughs> I heard you <laughs> do Trump, yeah.
3: I was actually in the back before we went in for the test, I started thinking of like other things to do. And I go, God, maybe I should do, and I didn't know what impressions you did at this point, let alone then I find out, oh, pretty much all of them. And then I'm like, I should do a Trump. And then when I start to work on it, I'm in this room for about 10 minutes trying to like figure something out. And I'm like, I don't do it. And my voice is just not, I can't even, whatever it is, it sounds like an impression of somebody else's. And then I walk in there and I go to Bruce, I go, Hey man, I'm just going to do like a Trump. And he goes, Oh, Pia does Trump. And I go, Oh great! A, because I can't do it, and B,
0: great. Yeah, we need a Trump on the show. Yeah, and then we need do- a lot of Trumps. <laughs> I need body
3: doubles. What if I get shot? But I want to know because it's obviously you had the impression before Trump became. I mean, I guess Trump's been Trump for years, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just now, he's ever, since, like, ever since Home Alone. <laughs> Wait, but what? Thing- yeah, you,
1: you, you haven't seen the screenshot. He was in Home Alone. Home Alone Two. He's in the hallway. He bumps into or, oh, that's he, right, he, McAllister. He comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, where, where's your
2: parents?" What does he say? Doesn't <laughs> where's he talk Tim about Curry? Money
1: or something like that?
2: Yeah, like, uh, I, I, I'm I don't know. am going
1: to get that boy, Tim Curry. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr.
5: McAllister, where y'all family? <laughs> oh,
2: see,
1: he's the only you, guy you who looks like Curry. a fucking Grinch. Like, Tim Curry? Yeah, that one scene where oh, yeah, he crossfades <laughs> into the Grinch. I'm like forever in my mind. He's like the walking, leaving, breathing Grinch. Face. Yeah, that was
3: amazing. Ah. But did you do a Trump? I mean, uh, w- when did that become a part of your repertoire? So,
1: I mean, like Trump wasn't as interesting to me because he was on Celebrity Apprentice and I didn't really watch the show. And, you know, he was just, a, you know, a guy on a show. And uh, every once in a while, because I would do voiceover Uh, Mm -hmm. All the time, you'd be asked to do certain things in cartoons or say, this guy sounds like a Donald Trump type, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of did him, but I didn't focus on his mannerisms or anything. Yeah. Uh, But I was working for the Howard Stern Show for about a year, and um, I was doing Bernie Sanders on the show, and they would fly me out there every other month just to hang out and do stuff live with them. And um, then they asked one time, they said, do you do Donald Trump? And I said, Oh, um, yeah, I could uh
5: yeah, yeah, I could figure it out. Yeah, the the, I'll, the, I'll the it
1: answer out. is always
2: yes. So I yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. when the they answer answer then yes. you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. When and they then, ask then, if you uh, could do something, you always say, Oh, yeah, I can figure skate. Absolutely.
5: <laughs> I can <laughs> juggle upside
1: down with knives. I can do that. How much money two hundred dollars, that's enough. <laughs> Wait, real quick, you would say yes to figure skating?
2: Uh yeah. I, I've I've said yes to everything. When when they say, Oh, by the way, this character is gonna be doing like
4: some uh some like gymnastics type thing well from me (laughs) absolutely tell him yes you will be circumcised by tomorrow night then you call up the rabbi and let's do it (laughs) absolutely man that's what you do do that adult film I'll grow my cock 12 extra inches, man, whatever it takes. Whatever because it, because it takes. I'll, I'll tell you sew what. on a black dildo, paint it pink.
6: If you say no to the black dildo, Let there's eight other man, guys out there, there.
4: Twelve other guys who are willing to paint yes. their black dildos pink.
6: Absolutely, man. So you got to be willing. How much oh do you want God. it in this business, man? Do you
4: want to hit home runs or do you want to hit foul ball? <laughs>
6: Who do you want to be? Do you want to be Gary Carter, or, or do you want to be Mitch Williams, who so, gave up the home run, man? So, so, so how, babe, do I, how do I know that? Babe, what I'm pulling from this conversation is I need to buy a pink dildo and name it Mitch
4: Williams? Now now I'm, you
3: got it, man. I'm, second, man.
4: I'm so high, I, see, I, I hear an echo, man. When <laughs> I worked with Louis C.K., and, Louis and C. I, represented him, I represented him, Yes, uh, yes he, I he, he
6: didn't make it until he got the pink dildo, man. <laughs>
4: because of me, after he left, he found success, man. <laughs> he felt there was a void, so he worked his ass off even harder. I um, see right, you go so to you do Bernie Williams and oh, Bernie, Bern-
3: Bernie Williams, the did, Yankee uh,
1: Bernie, Williams. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. I did Bernie Sanders, yeah, because yeah. I would call on the Howard Stern show and I say ah, blah, blah.
2: and the thing was like, uh, <laughs> so is, it, is it so weird that when I hear that voice, I just I don't, I don't even think Bernie Sanders, I think Larry David, like I,
1: it, wow. It, uh, I have to say, please. Uh, I'm forgetting his catchphrase.
5: Pretty, pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I have to say that this
1: goulash is pretty good. It's pretty good.
3: Um, so they have you go out there for Stern.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would do Stern Show, and I did Bernie Sanders. The thing was I wanted to do more of Bernie Sanders because I was so excited about it, but Howard didn't really... Want to acknowledge Bernie Sanders? Okay. He was like mm-hmm. a Hillary supporter, and he was just like he would always. Also, the thing that was they couldn't figure out Bernie's joke, like they couldn't find the hook about him. Oh, so yeah. they're like they were just making fun of the fact that he was old and forgetting things. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like everything he said, he was like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. And then later on, they're like, okay, he's like crazy socialist is what they hooked onto. But so they wouldn't feature him a lot. So I was like, I gotta, I want to do more of Bernie Sanders. And so once I was able to do Donald Trump, then they're like, well, we're just going to put more Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah. And at first, we didn't really hit Donald Trump hard because Howard is friends with Donald. Mm-hmm. But after it just became absolutely evident that Donald Trump is who he is, then we're like, right. okay, floodgates are open. We can't deny what he said. Yeah. So we basically regurgitate what he said and... You know. well, and that, and that's the wonderful part, or the scary part,
2: all at the same time, uh, about Trump and being a comedian is you don't, you don't really have to exaggerate anything.
0: Yeah, and you was, just kind of say yeah. what he says, and that's enough. I mean, on Mad TV, by the way, they make so much fun of me. This is crazy. This is so crazy. They say that I. No, I don't believe it. I would never say those things on Mad TV. They made me do things that I would never do in real life. <laughs> I would never create an elementary
1: school. Never. I said sketchy, or I have no idea. <laughs> um, Tr- no, that was, that was uh, Trump Elementary. Also, also, yes. yeah, yeah, part of the the trouble was with Mad. They're like, oh, "What are we supposed?" We, we're trying to find an angle, right, for the thing, and that's always the trouble is uh, with impressions. You're, we want to try a, n- a new angle with somebody, in sure, topic. because yeah, because can. Can, can you do a walk in? Yes. Everyone, like
2: everyone, right. that's like their second or third impression right. that they learn. But what's your take on it? What do you, what do you bring? Yeah.
5: Because, yeah. Uh, and I, I like the subdued one. The one who's <laughs> kind of quiet, doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. Not the wow. That's <laughs> the one everybody does. Yeah. I like the one that's very, you know, he's had some tequila. <laughs> he's in a relatively warm room. <laughs> and he kind of veers <laughs> off.
3: See, my walk-in is yeah. a, a
5: variation, of, yeah. but a little too high, it's maybe. Okay. It's okay. you got to add <clears throat> age to the guy. See, that sounds exactly yeah, like fucking like the, him. The problem is so many people do me <laughs> that as I do them, I love podcasts, you can't see my face. I'm closing one eye. <laughs> you uh, are doing that. Wow.
1: Um, no, the, the, the trouble with impressions is... They can be so funny when they're cartoonishly exaggerated.
4: Yep, sure. But when they're dead on accurate,
1: they're, like, scary that it distracts people. Right. You're almost like... Barry Katz
4: told me this. He's like, Piat, when you do an impression... (laughs) Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Brad. Um, When you do an impression, man, it's like a girl at a rock concert takes off her shirt, shows off her tits. Everybody looks for three seconds, and then they go back to the Goo Goo Dolls. (laughs)
1: Because he's like so it's like your jokes have to be funnier than your impression, which is right. absolutely true, yes, and I've learned that so hard when I would do stand up because I'd come out and do, Hey, guys, it's me, Steve Busemi, and people were like, "What the fuck,
0: yeah' well,
2: the first especially you know, that impression because that's not
0: does yeah, is name of your I, memoir absolutely, and let me tell you something these teeth are um these teeth are what got me a lot of
1: work." And, <laughs> So people would be like weirded out for the first 15 seconds yeah. and I wouldn't have any jokes to go with it. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily bomb, but people would just be like,
3: They're "Like I know that's <laughs> great, so I'm clapping because yeah. it's great, but
1: I'm not And then I'd come laughing. off stage and people like, dude, great voices. Mm-hmm. But they'd never say I was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that tore me up. Yeah. It tore me up bad. But yeah, I know how how long like like uh, at
2: what point did uh, you realize okay that you
3: needed to turn those voices into real funny bits cuz like you said it's one thing to be there doing mimics okay but then when <laughs> do you decide to go now it's time to be funny and bring it
1: um well i was extremely shy You were as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. Um, and my dad, he's, uh, very encouraging. Both of my parents are very encouraging of what I do, and all they ever did was support me. And my mom's an artist, and my dad's, you know, theater background and animation, and he really tried to push theater on me, and I didn't want to do it because anytime I showed any excitement for something, he wanted to be involved. Mm. So later on, I kind of figured out, like, oh, I just felt like I wanted to, develop, or discover something on my own. Yeah. Not, so be, I not be forced it. into something. Yeah. That so I, I really to. got attracted to animation because I'm like, I can kind of hide. I can be quiet. Yeah. Nobody's looking at me. But then I realized animation is fucking hard.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Not only do you have to draw well, you have to draw well consistently, and it takes so much time. And so I still love animation, and I, I, I draw all the time. But um, then I got attracted to voiceover, which was you know, an extension of animation because all the guys that are respected from cartoons, once you find out it's Mel Blanc, you're like, holy shit. So around uh, 2007 or so, YouTube started getting some traction mm-hmm. and um, I had lost 60 pounds. I was a little overweight. I was like 210 and I went down to like 140 and I was Dang. skinny for the first time so I'd look in the yeah. mirror and be like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, I didn't recognize myself.
3: That's interesting. So what like, was it like joking off as Fat Piat <laughs> versus Skinny Piat? Fat Piat
2: was like <laughs> Skinny pet was <with> <laughs> again. Yeah. Wow, that, that was almost like a Liam Neeson threat I will jerk you off
5: But you will come You don't know who I am You don't know what I'm going to do to you oh, shit. But it's because I am a dead arm And I feel like another person
2: Hey Brad, what's going on Adam?
3: I got some exciting news. <laughs> Holy crap, they're making a Mighty Ducks 4? <laughs> No, but now I'm just really upset that they're not. Oh, they should. Uh, Brad and I are back doing exclusive episodes of the About
2: Last Night podcast on TuneIn. That's right, and these are episodes with just Adam and myself, uh, no guests, just us hanging out, uh, shooting the shit, updating you on our lives, and being, and most importantly, being funny. Yeah, the OG, the OG way, the, the way this podcast got
3: started. We took a little break, but we are back doing exclusive episodes, just Brad and Adam.
2: Uh, And you can get these episodes where, Brad? You can get these exclusive episodes on the TuneIn app. That's right. Just download the TuneIn app. Uh, TuneIn spelled T-U. T-U. T-U-What? T-U-N-E-I-N Download that TuneIn app Type in About Last Night And you can get these exclusive episodes And remember, they're only on TuneIn They are not available on iTunes, our website, or anywhere else
3: Just TuneIn That's why it's special, that's why it's exclusive Continue to enjoy this amazing episode of the About Last Night podcast With me, Adam Ray And me, Brad Williams
1: Uh, so YouTube first came around and I would do animation and I would put like these little animated videos on YouTube and nobody would watch them Mm. and then I saw like some people started doing like impression videos and I would do impressions like here and there but I never thought anything about it. I was just like, oh, everybody can do impressions. Yeah. 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 Something everybody could do. I guess. Um, And uh, then I realized not really and so my first impressions were uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, Austin Powers, Emperor Palpatine and Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Like, those mm-hmm. were the only guys I could do. I was really attracted to the old, creepy, scary men. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs>
2: That was very, that. That was uh, that was the emperor before he
1: becomes. The prequel. Yeah. I find yeah. that one much more interesting because he sounds like such a perv. He said, "My young Skywalker," yeah. like that. Whatever. fuck that <laughs> I like the one that's like the
0: very airy, like, "Oh, Anakin. Oh, I seem to have <laughs> dropped some of my belongings on the floor. Won't you
5: bow down with your Jedi robe and let me see your asshole?" <laughs>
0: The dark side of your anus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I rented that.
3: <laughs> um, By the way, Brad geeking out so hard right now. Of yeah, course, Star
2: Wars, Dude, Of does course, does he like Star Wars? I mean, that's my thing. Does, uh, does he toss drinks to
3: himself with his feet side of Lakers games?
5: Yeah. Uh, what about Harrison Ford? Oh my God! Um,
2: How does Harrison Ford do you? I mean, I mean, pro- probably very forcefully. <laughs> <laughs> Probably forcefully does me. I mean, he's Han Solo. He no, but I mean, take what he wants. Where
3: does Han Solo rank as far oh, as geez. for you, Star Wars fandom? Like hearing a Han Solo versus a well, Obi Wan impression.
2: Well, it's it's that. <clears throat> Very few people. The same reason why a lot of people would freak out when you do Steve Buscemi. Not that many people do Harrison Ford. So yeah. when you do it, it's it like there's like oh this is something new. Like everyone does a Yoda impression. Oh yeah, yeah. But no one does no one does the Harrison no, what's Ford. What's
1: funny about the impression community is that when you hang out with a lot of impressionists or know a lot of impressionists, they don't. Like, you do Harrison Ford, and then you know seven other people who do Harrison Ford. But to the rest of the world, they're like, oh, my God! And to you, you're like, no, that guy does it better. But I'm not going to tell you about him. Right. Well,
2: I I think that kind of happens in a lot of communities where uh, whether it be magicians whether it be comedians, like, we all know each other. And we know what each other are doing and what we're working on. And and we're playing a little game of can you top this. But then the other people aren't really plugged into that community, so it's all – fascinating to them than yeah. it, that
1: anyone does those and i love it because i'm yeah. I, I still geek out about things and animation and behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. actors and, but um yeah youtube was the thing that helped me i i started sharing videos and i was like nothing's gonna happen impression videos yeah i sh- would just do impression videos and the thing that i did differently was there was a fad where guys would do a hundred impressions in three minutes yeah and like ah, oh, <laughs> and they would just be like those aren't impressions; those are sound effects. Right. Well, that's
3: also Angela Lansbury
1: before she goes of to bed. Of course. Be- <laughs> uh, uh, and so, uh, so you would do the uh, Lansbury, See- <laughs> uh, distracting me over here. Uh, Goldblum's kryptonite. Uh, uh, Angela bastard, uh, Lansbury. God damn you, Angela Lansbury! Uh, murder? She wrote? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs>
3: Goldblum, wait! Jeff Goldblum coming out and does a show where he just contradicts
1: everything Lansbury. Uh, Angela Lansbury is not old. Uh, No, 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 no. She's uh, she's dead, Uh, dead walking corpse. Oh God!
2: Um, Goldblum's so crazy because it's one of those impressions. Like uh, Jay Moore says, he has to study to do an impression of Russell Brand because Russell Brand is so smart that, that he can't just improv it.
1: Like there are those yeah. impressions where it's really fucking hard to like Vince Vaughn okay. I cannot do Vince Vaughn to save me but our mutual, mutual friend John, John, Kite. John Jonathan Kite, is an amazing.
3: Yeah, one of the best I've heard, yeah. One yeah. of the greatest and it just I guess it
1: lives in his register, you know? Yeah, That's yeah, part yeah. of it and then But he also has the information to back it up which makes it such a strong impression, yes. you know. Yeah.
4: That's the key is like what Barry's saying, show the tits you got to be better than the concert. <laughs> so um yeah, because yeah, yeah, like you you could probably do the
2: voice, but then you literally have to have a ton of words, line, like, like yeah, yeah, sentences you and yeah, yeah, you, you need stuff to actually talk about it. and especially with an impression like Vince that where you're talking so fast, it, it's tough to do
1: that sometimes. I mean you could do that if you had a set that you memorized and went a thousand sure. miles an hour. That's you know, that just takes time, but to just knock into it and go mm-hmm. real fast.
3: So how what would what would be on these YouTube videos?
1: Oh, so I uh so what I did differently was I wouldn't do two-second impressions, I would try and do a 30-second, 45-second or a minute impression, actually like a little mini-scene or like a joke, like a little arc for each guy. Yeah. And I released the video and no attention, like whatever. But I'm like, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So I released a second video, and then it was featured on the front page of YouTube. Whoa. Uh, And it got like hundreds of thousands of views. And then I'm like, holy shit. This is awesome. Yeah. So I just keep kept making videos, got more traction, and then from there I just got into a habit, and I did for about a year before uh, NBC contacted me. Mike Shoemaker over there at Saturday Night Live. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, do you want to audition for SNL?" Whoa! And I'm 20 years old, and I'm like, "Okay, this is fake." And yeah. So at this at this point in time, I've uh, I've been living in Hawaii. So after I moved away from new mexico we moved away again my mom wanted to be poor in paradise (laughs) so we uh moved to uh hawaii and at this point we were on the big island which is a very rural island and um so i was very nowhere near the so the showbiz community so nbc saturday night live reaches out to me i'm like the fuck this is fake yeah Mm because you would get like spam spam emails from youtube accounts all the time i'm like fuck this but the guy I looked him up. I'm like Mike Schur. I'm like, holy shit! It's NBC. It really is him. And uh, so he said, send in an audition tape. So I go to my dad. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I watch audition tapes, and so I'm like, okay. So I sent 36 impressions, and I edited it down to six minutes. Whoa, damn! Sent it out, and I was like, I don't know. I'm like, wow. Check that off the bucket list. List. I audition for the, Saturday Night Live. How what? crazy is that?
3: That's. I mean, so you're not even thinking, you're just like, there's no way.
1: Oh, there's no way. You're in so Hawaii no this time. There's no, yeah, absolutely. You're so
3: far removed. I'm
1: in the attic of my house in my underwear because it's so fucking hot. So nice. anytime, keep I, going. So, uh,
5: <laughs> uh, so I
1: take off my clothes and I whip out my black dildo and paint it pink. And good God, did the paint fall off?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I know, so, I know what Jeff Goldblum uh, having have an orgasm sounds like.
2: Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, everybody, I could, I, I could have died having never learned that information. <laughs>
3: Or is that him getting spooked at a Haunted House?
1: Ah! <laughs> or, uh, I read there's this Goosebumps game called um, Adventure in Horrorland, I think. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. Dream. it was like a yeah. video game where they're actually like videos of mm-hmm. the characters in front of green screams. It was on the PC, and uh, <laughs> Jeff Goblin played Dracula. And it was perfect casting. <laughs> he like, ah, I am Dracula. Come. <laughs> it was perfect. Perfect. So, anyway, NBC, yeah. I sent the audition. like, fuck it, nothing's going to happen. But I was so excited. Crazy, right? Yeah. Sent it. A week later, I get an email. Mike Shoemaker says, "Loved the audition. Can you come to New York tomorrow?" And I'm hmm. like, "I live in Hawaii." Because <laughs> I'm like, I have yeah. no idea that they have money and they can send you out and all this right. shit. I'm just like so naive. I'm like, I can't pay for this. I'm like, what hotel. And he's like, No, no, no. We'll fly you out. We'll pay for this. I'm like, Okay. So he said, we'll fly you out, we'll pay for it, and uh, can you come out tomorrow? And I said, uh, can you give me an extra day? Because at least I had the knowledge to know, like, you need to fucking prepare. Right, yes. right. Shit. Get yes. something together. You and don't I'm like, you don't show don't ask, it's, it's you don't Monday, get. he wants me there Tuesday, and he's like, okay, we'll fly you out Wednesday, you audition Thursday, fly out Friday. Great. More and manageable. Said, oh, yeah. But still, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And so he actually, Mike Shoemaker, uh, talked to me on the phone, and we whittled down some impressions, and whittled it down to about 20 impressions. So I'd literally have... That still sounds like a lot. Oh, yeah. fuck so yeah. So he was so impressed. He's it's, like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot to work with. But here. also to fucking do that, having never done you right, know, a never fucking yeah, five-minute ne- audition and kill. A
2: set. Oh, yeah. It was like, basically you know, a stand-up set. Yeah.
1: So all I did was, I'm like, I, I can't, I don't have time to think of jokes, mm-hmm. so I just wrote... Just bizarre lines. Not lines from their movies, just like weird things and observations. Sure. And so it was like 10 15 Harrison seconds before that a cupcake factory. Right. I well, could really use something sweet. You know, just like, that, <laughs> like, like that. Can I be honest? Great. I yeah. love, right? <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. And uh, so they flew me out there. I went to 30 Rock. Um, I was like scoping out in New York because I got there the day before and I was just so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. I go back to the hotel room riding the elevator, there's Kyle Dunnegan. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I know mm-hmm. you from Comedy Central. So funny. I love you on Reno 911. And he's like, oh yeah? Well, guess why I'm here. I'm like, why? I'm testing for SNL. And then I turn to him like, me too! <laughs> and he gave me the biggest, like, fuck you face. Because I'm like 20 years old, and yeah. I was just, yeah. just kissing yeah. his ass, and then he's like, he was all like gloating, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, cool. Yeah. And he's like, I, I don't know him personally, but... Yeah. um. You know, he's, he's just kind of like, weird. Oh, of course,
3: weird, weird, I would. Right. Fuck, yeah. Wouldn't you be weird if yeah, I was like, kids like, what's uh, up, man? You're like, cool, man, yeah. i just
1: for SNL, Exactly.
3: Yeah. You're outing yourself as like such a like wide-eyed, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I just walked in the building and they said, hey, you want to be on TV? Wait, the guy from The
2: Simpsons is what you sound like? Oh. Where it's like, handstand for re-entry. <laughs> Wait a minute, The
4: Simpsons. <laughs> oh, oh, what? <laughs> hey. What? Ooh, donuts. <laughs> um, what? What? <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> So
2: he, uh, no words, just yeah, sounds. Yeah, no words. Yeah.
1: So I went into my uh, hotel room and I had a whole, whole maybe twelve hours before my audition, mm-hmm. and so I, um, I keep going back to Jeff Goblin. That's my uh, <laughs> natural. Uh, so I might as well keep going. <laughs> so uh, what, what did I do? Oh, so I just, I just went over my set like twenty uh, times. Of course, yeah. I just went over. I just, I wrote it out. Just went over twenty times, just so I just had it in me. And I was so fucking nervous. I took like twelve showers. What? So like I would I would rehearse my set as like, every impression. Yeah, of course. <laughs> ah, I wash your with dye. I don't use conditioner when I'm the <laughs> goblin, but I certainly do when I'm the dude, man. <laughs> um, and uh,
3: so, so you were you were you were just like I need to like I mean you had no
1: I was so nervous I just had to do something like I I, I like I I couldn't jerk off I couldn't drink I was just like I had to find things to do also I was go- so fucking freaked out
3: and a lot of people uh, comics uh, that we know who've gone out there when they're going to test they run their sets at comedy clubs you're 20
1: you don't you've never been I have, I have, you have no, no manager ins. no, yeah, no yeah. agent the only one that I have to guide me is are my parents <laughs> we're just like. You can do it. You're going to get the show. You're going to be Yeah, crazy. just nonstop and just incredible. Like, uh, uh. Sure. But also I had naivete because I was like, I'm going to get the show because <laughs> I'm here. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, why would and they have that, me out unless yeah. they- I don't, I don't have that anymore, which is the craziest thing. When I was there, I was like, I could fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. And I was so confident and I was still scared of my mind, but like the confidence of like, ah, I know I'm going to get it. Wow. And, um, so, I, uh, I practiced, went to audition, and, I mean, I'm sure you guys heard SNL stories, but they, they put you in different, uh, groups, cause there was, uh, 20 people auditioning, there's upstairs and downstairs, 10 mm-hmm. people upstairs, 10 people downstairs. I was upstairs with James Adomian, Nick Kroll, uh, what's his face? Paul Rust, and, uh, John Mullaney, and then a couple, wow. a couple other guys who I can't mm-hmm. remember. And at this point, I don't know who the fuck any of these guys are. Right? Yet.
2: They're not. They're not so, who we right. know them as. Yeah. Right. And I'm just yeah.
1: like, who are these? And they all knew me. But this what? is within two days. They yeah. all knew me. I'm like, like, oh, you're the Hawaiian guy. I'm like, what? Who the? F- how the fuck do you guys know this shit? Right. This who's been? Te- who, who's given you the my prep sheet? Yeah. What's and happening? I'm like, so that weirded me out but I was focusing on the audition. Because you then, were an undeniable uh, force, man. Absolutely, man. They all knew uh, who you was were. was guiding
4: you before you even knew it. <laughs>
1: um, and then Nick Kroll like, <clears throat> did his audition, came upstairs, he's like, dude, fuck, man, I I don't know what happened down there. And he was talking to John Mulaney or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I went down there while they're having their lunch break. Stage manager said to go on stage, and every no one was there, and Lauren Michaels was like, what are you doing here? Get out. And then... He did his set, and I don't know if he bombed, but he said it was funky. And I was like, oh, my God, he had a weird set. Oh, <gasps> fuck. Mm-hmm. So I was freaking out. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And and they tell you like, nobody's going to laugh. Nobody's going to laugh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I prepared my, my set so that it would just be like, you know, machine gun. Because mm-hmm. no one's going to laugh. I'm just going to go as fast as I can yes. and uh, just get in as many impressions as I could. And uh, I go downstairs. So we're, like, upstairs in the main room for an hour. Then they take me to a couch, like a green room, for half an hour. Then they put me into a dressing room by myself for 15 minutes. So they put you through all these things. And I realized later it was probably, like, part of their process also to, like, psych you out. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe unintentionally. Who knows? But, I mean, it it's, also a high, like, it's a
2: high-pressure job. So they want to right. make sure that you can perform under Can you handle situations? the elements? Yeah. yeah.
1: But the thing that chilled me the fuck out was the makeup and hair people. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, darling, you so sweet. Oh my God, how old are you? 12? And I was like, "Yeah." And uh, I also had, I had, I had long, long hair. Time like, to live out your fantasy, baby. Yeah, yeah, live out your fantasy, baby. Um, and they're like, "Oh, I love your hair, it's so beautiful." I said, "You sure you don't want a haircut?" And I'm like, "No." And I, 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 I had like long, crazy Hawaiian yeah. hair. Yeah. And um, so I go in uh, to audition stage managers like okay you're gonna step on the mark and go there and just you know stand and, and talk straight to the camera don't wait just go mm-hmm. so i go stand out there first thing i do i stick out my hand and i go great scott <laughs> marty <laughs> and the people they then mike shoemaker says nobody's gonna laugh yeah everybody starts laughing Like, crazy laughing. Seth Meyers is rocking back and forth in his chair. What? He's, like, the only guy I can make out. Everybody else I I couldn't see. I didn't see see Lorne Michaels, but I saw him probably because he was moving back and forth in his chair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it threw me off. Oh, no. Because they were laughing, it threw me off. So the amateur thing that I did was I brought my impressions and wrote it on an index card and put it on the stool. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it helped me or, or they noticed or whatever the fuck. But you know you don't do that. I put my my list of impressions on the stool because I totally forgot. I was just like I was so thrown off, like huh? and I just looked at the stool, I'm like, all right, next one, Lewis black, fuck the subway. You know. And um <laughs> I just went into all my impressions. Yeah. And then, you know, they're laughing and like eighty. 80- so they're still laughing. Oh yeah. And okay. about eighty five percent of it hit. Like people were laughing at most mm-hmm. of the stuff. I feel like that's a good percentage. Yeah. And, but also, I had no idea. This is the first time I'm on, I'm on camera. The first time I'm doing impressions publicly. The first time I'm Is your doing Saturday Night Live on the You're in like New York? First, yeah. yeah. And then so I do it. First time you're taking 12 showers and not jerking uh, off? Yes. <laughs> uh, no conditioner, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so after I get off, you know, they, they laugh and whatever. I get off and the stage manager like grabs me. Mm-hmm. And I was freaked out. I'm like, oh shit. I, maybe I wasn't supposed to come off. And he's yeah. like, that was amazing,
2: fucking amazing. <laughs> Your stage manager, Louis Black. <laughs> yeah,
5: fucking amazing. <laughs> you should be on the Daily Show with me. <laughs> we should make some
1: comedy, <laughs> and it'll be good. <laughs> you f- fucking Pollock. Uh, and so I got off the stage, and I was, and I, and then I was like, so green. I was like. Oh, the stage manager says this to everybody, so that okay. they don't uh, they don't feel bad. That's, yeah. that's I get it. And I go upstairs, and I'm just like sweating, just freaking. But it was you know endorphins, crazy. Sure. Yeah, stay there for another hour waiting. Then they finally let me go, and I run down uh, to the elevator, and then I hear
5: wait, wait,
1: and I turn, and there's this 65 year old page. You know, wearing the the suit and the the peacock, and he's like, wait, and I was going to hit the elevator button, and he presses the button, and he's like, I wanted to serve you. I'm like, what? Okay. I'm like, did he like what I did, or he just really likes his job?
0: (laughs) I really love touching
1: buttons. (laughs) It's my favorite. It's the only thing that gets me going. (laughs) And then, so I had so much endorphins, I, I didn't take a taxi. I just ran 10 blocks to the hotel because it was freaking out. But anyway, so yeah. long story short, sorry to keep boring you on No, this no, is no. great. No, this is It's fascinating. So after, after that, not much happened. Uh, but th- the day after I had a, uh, I met one of the, uh, executive managers from, uh, Three Arts. He mm-hmm. found out about me. Yeah, he just emailed me. He's Big like, company. Hey, hey, I uh, heard, heard you uh, audition for SNL. You want to meet up? And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like, I represent Alec Baldwin, Tina Fey, and, <laughs> Amy uh, Poehler, Tracy Morgan, yeah. and, so, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay. So I met him for a bagel, and left. <laughs> and he and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'd love to represent you if you get this because I heard you did really well. I was like, wow. And then I got a text from Mike Shoemaker said, amazing audition. I was oh like, my god. And I was like, I got this. Yeah. That's a lot of yeses yes. in your head. Yeah, of yeah. course. So I fly home, and I'm totally green. I have no connection with people. I can't talk to a manager, and he can't check in with people. So or, you like venting to the stewardesses and like passengers on the plane, yeah. like, I'm going to be on SNL. You might well, want to sign I my tits that, now but, but in or my, have me sign your tits. In my head, I was like, yeah. And so I went home, and I was like, <laughs> a couple weeks passed by, and I'm like, I, 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 they'll, they'll probably tell me, you know? And mm-hmm. more weeks passed by, nothing. Then they made the public announcement. Bobby Moynihan joins the cast, blah, blah, blah so then I figured, like, okay, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, the gentleman thing to do is send a message to Mike Shoemaker, and I said, thank you so much for letting me audition. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was an amazing experience. And he wrote back a really nice email and said, I'm going to pass your tape around because you were amazing. And he did, and people found out about me. And then that's how I got a little buzz about me. and then Is I, that how Stern I, happens? No, no, no. Stern came uh, later, but um, from that, people were aware of me. And then
4: uh, about a year later, I think I got with Barry. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history man. <laughs> I got him a job at a shoe store. <laughs> I got him a job as a photographer and he was so successful in those jobs. Is that real? <laughs> I, I don't know. No. Yeah, do stuff to pay the bills. I he got those jobs but I'll take 10%. I well I feel I I mean se- a-
3: selfishly. Yeah. I mean I'm very glad that you didn't get us know because then I you wouldn't have gotten on a mad TV and hey, man. And, and and I wouldn't have gotten to meet you and become oh, f- friends with you it. but also like hey man you know I'm pumped to be on the show and I love our cast but oh, it's absolutely. like but I also love that I love like every like I'm very thankful that that you know, we have somebody that can just knock out so exactly, many great impressions. Man. And also bring stuff that's... I mean, dude, doing the Buscemi is like... No one on SNL has ever done a Buscemi. And Nobody you do think Buscemi. of
4: it...
3: You do think of it in those terms, too, where you're like... You know, and even like Daryl Hammond, who I love, like him doing Trump. It's a different... I'm not going to say it's better. No, it's just, I just mean, a different... comedy subjective. Yeah, yeah. I do think yours is yeah. better.
1: But it's all, it is different. But... Um, He's also he's tapped into a a comedy that works for him that he finds that you know when he puts on the makeup the suit and the pose people start laughing before he's even says because yeah, he's got because he, he's so, got such a built in yeah he's got yeah, the presence he's got, he's, he's got he's, great he, presence
2: he's got that lip pose that Trump has and yeah
1: and so it works and then the audience uh, totally connects and they, they go that's accept enough it. yeah I get yeah, it so, yeah 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 and uh, yeah no he's found his thing and. I definitely, but am you know a what? It's just
2: it, it's just amazing that, and I didn't know that about you. That you, a you auditioned for SNL, b that it was essentially the first thing you ever did.
1: Oh yeah, and in oh, now, show the thing business. that's crazy is like, if I got that job, I probably would have been fired after six months because, and that would have been you de- ready for I, anything. I would have, I would have died. I would have, like yes. I would have cried. And so, like, part of me is like, I'm kind of glad I didn't. But sure. what it did was, it became such a huge highlight of my life that I said okay, this animation career that I really want to get into, Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to focus more on acting and comedy. Because if I can go from my underwear to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. what happens when I actually add some perspiration behind what I'm doing? Right.
4: And eight years later, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is it, uh, what did you think when you auditioned for Mad TV and and when you got it? And I just want to hear like your experience so far. Okay. From, I mean, just because it is a, from all the work you've done and all the, just the countless amount of voices and videos and, you know, uh, and just the work that you've put in they had to have been a like big oh hell yeah, right? Like a oh, validating yeah, Absolutely
1: and uh, so I, I started getting a lot of work through Voiceover Mm-hmm. And for me, that's always been a dream of mine. Well, sure. We're going up watching the cartoons yeah, and everything. Cartoons and um, so I'm like, this is fucking great. I'm actually in movies, but I can't get credit for it. But still, I'm geeking <laughs> out. And it, it's, a, it's a great paycheck. And I'm working. And I'm, uh, I studied at the Groundlings for four years and did improv comedy and did stand-up here and there. And I'm like, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, 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 I'm happy you're with what show. You're in show business. I'm okay with this. Making it doing a okay. And, um, so what happened was I would audition for things here and there. I auditioned for In Living Color. What was it? Three years ago when they, oh, when when they, they had were, that. Right. And I got into the final rounds with Keegan Ivory Waynes, who would, uh, you know, coach us all and say, you're going to do this and that. And, uh, I didn't get that, but I went to the final. So, like, I would always get these little clues like, no, I have it. I have it. I, right. have it. I, I just need to have the opportunity to get there.
2: Right, and you keep getting asked to do these things, so obviously you're doing something, yeah. right, and you, have, and you have a valuable commodity that uh, these known entities like Saturday Night Live and Live Color, but they, the, they want you
1: there. Yeah, yeah, and the greatest lesson I learned is the more you fail, the more you realize that you just need to relax mm-hmm. because I would go in with so much pressure behind me like, I have to get this show, and you'd never get it. Yeah. You know? But when you go in, relax, going like, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm probably never going to see any of these people again. I'm going to say a bunch of, maybe I'll even say some, uh, untasteful jokes and see what happens. <laughs> just to fuck with people. Yeah. And you book the job.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, it's crazy. Totally yeah. true. The, the, la- the last part I got was one where I, it was a last minute audition, didn't have really time to read the material, and just kind of went in like, well, I'm just going to go nuts with this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it, so I'm just going to have fun with it. I had a lot of fun in the room, and then I get I get the call. Like, oh, yeah, you got the part. You're like, wait, and what? My, <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and it's the classic story, it, and it keeps repeating itself. My buddy Ross Marquand plays Aaron on The Walking Dead, mm. and he had the same thing. He was going to leave L.A., and he went, and they're like, Walking Dead audition. He's like, I'm not going to fucking get this. So he didn't really care. He put in the work but didn't care and then got the fucking job. Yeah, right. And it happens all the time with people. But, uh, I mean, you know, different stories for different people. Some people work their ass off, and then uh they do get the job. But for mm-hmm. me, it was like I just went in, and it was the first audition I really went into just so relaxed, where mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm just going to have pure fun Yeah, and it's just
4: a- fuck around and, you know— Bears, like, you got to have a tight five man. And of course, it was like, uh,
1: you know, longer than that. Yeah. And that's always the one where, like, when they're laughing their ass off, don't leave. Just how, keep going.
3: How yeah. do you get to that place, though? Because, the, I, I mean, everyone's approach and, and journey is different, obviously, but, like, it is easier said than done to just walk in and go, like, my mom says it all the time to me. She used to quote Michael Jordan. She'd be go, even when I was in, like, ninth grade and I'd have a big basketball game the next day and she'd be like, Michael Jordan just always said, fuck it. I was like, all right, well, I don't know if that's, like, a direct quote, but, like, like no, oh, I read a Nike. I read something. Yeah, fuck it. Or do it. Maybe it's fuck it and then do it. Just fuck it. Do it. Yeah, just fuck it. Mom, that seems a little aggressive. Uh, I
0: love tequila.
3: <laughs> so, so it's, like, to just have a a free, like, go in, whatever happens, happens. Because even, I tried to have that same approach on my, you know, because I had to test twice. And the second time, I definitely upped the Annie in my head as far as stakes, But I also got even more confident because I was like, oh, I'm going in with a completely different uh, set that I think is better than what I did. But there were still definitely like the nerves that creep in that go, what if, like, where I I would be very confident and comfortable to go, you got this. But then, Mm -hmm. like, creeping in was, don't fuck this up. Like, this is on you. And, you know, um, what if you don't? And then it's, you have to silence that. And it's human nature to, you know um again just easier said than done so how do you get to that place to where you're just
1: fully honestly comfortable? I, I couldn't i I can't explain it because it just happened you know what I mean where it was uh part of it was it was last minute like you said sure. where it's like you know I got an audition for you man next week you're going in I'm like fuck Barry was so amazing because he would stay up with me <clears> three nights in a row till four in the morning. From like, uh, 11 to 4 in the morning, and we'd write stuff for this audition, and, and I'd pass
4: things to him, and he'd be like, yeah. that sucks. That's hilarious. You could put in a dad joke here. And, um, and it was great. He, and he really worked his ass off yeah. for
1: me. And, and then, and you, I appreciate you, Barry so much, yeah, because you kind of see that, that. you kind of makes like, you step right, your and game up right, too. Absolutely, you want, because I want to disappoint like, him. He, he's working so hard for me to get on this show. Right. I've got to work hard too. But, um, it just got to the point where I'm so confident with the impressions I was going to do that, uh, that I was relaxed. Yeah. And also, one of the things I did in the back of my mind was I said, if I fuck up in mm-hmm. anything that I do, I'll just go back and do Trump. Gotcha. So like, have, I'm like have I, that have that kind of of I have a fo- I had yeah. a safety net where yeah. I was like if I'm if something's dying I'll just go and comment on myself. I, Isn't this guy horrible? By the way, this guy's a loser. <laughs> He's,
0: is he from Poland? What the hell kind of name is this, Piota? He's a crazy name, by the way. We should change his name. His manager suggested he change his name to Peter Katz. Peter Katz. Who doesn't like cats? I love cats. I've got 20 cats in my Trump Tower, by the way. I don't feed them. We got a little maid. She feeds him. Yes, she feeds him. Margarita feeds him. I love margaritas, by the way.
2: By the way. That, that, (laughs) that is literally an impression that you could just get lost in. It's
1: unreal. It's like Jeff Goblin where you just, you can say random shit and it, it's just fucking hilarious.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, what a great, and I don't even want to say crutch because even you stepping out to comment on yourself,
1: you still have to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to be aware. In context and articulate. But also, yeah, you need to know when the give and take. You can't just stop from an audition.
0: Isn't he horrible? He's so
1: stupid. Like that would yeah, be, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You force it. But the thing was, I did the audition and didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I had a meeting with the producers and writers that were, you know, I sat down and it was supposed to be a you know fifteen minute meeting and became like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm like, okay.
3: That's a good is, sign. This is a yeah. good sign. And then Mike Shoemaker calls you and goes, "You didn't get it.
4: Didn't get like, it. You're, this isn't even <laughs> your like, show, man. It's like, <laughs> up, Mike has had a camera on you for the last eight years. Um, but yeah. Then so I, when you got it, you were. Well, I, well, oh. I did
1: the, the the meeting and then I went and did the network test. So the mm-hmm. entire mad TV crew was behind me and said, we want you on this show. Yeah, Don't fuck it up. You, oh. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Bridges, again, man, we
5: want you on the show, man. And uh,
1: the CW is a... <laughs> so, so I had to prove myself to the network yeah, alone. sure. But also that's scary because they're like, you're doing a network test on your own. Normally we would do this with other people and you do scenes and stuff. So I was like, oh, I, I had no idea what to expect. So there was added pressure because they were all booking out an hour of their day or whatever, half an hour to prepare for me to come in, do my five minutes. They talk amongst themselves yeah. and then, you know go. So there was added pressure. I'm like, I am, I am physically changing schedules for twenty five executives. Wow. No. You know that's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. And ah, oh, that's what I thought about. Um, <laughs> um, I
0: literally could listen. To but your- I knew right away that the key <laughs> to get me on this show was um, my beautiful teeth. <laughs> My teeth have got... Now I'm turning into Donald Trump, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Hold on a second, people. Hold on a second. I'm going to build a wall so big. But, Steve, you're so weak. You, you don't know, have no, muscles. No. Well, the muscles... You don't need muscles. You hire muscles. <laughs> That's why there's a term, you hire muscle. Mm-hmm.
2: But, but then, Steve, if you build the wall, that keeps out Antonio Banderas, and then you never work with him again. No, no,
0: no. You build a wall around the country to keep everybody in, <laughs> so they can't escape you. And they have to be your friends. <laughs> and then they put you in your movie, and, and it's great. That's how I have a really great career. <laughs> by the way, you, <laughs> <laughs> now it's all
5: mel-
0: does that ever happen? Where
5: yes. you,
3: you start and you go, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And that's it's also I'll, I'll, when I do stand up, I'll have to make sure that my uh, impressions back, back and forth have to be uh, contrasting. Yeah. Like if I do uh, Charlie Sheen and then I'll do a Nicolas Cage. Sometimes they'll just morph into one. Mm-hmm. Like, duh, oh my God, this is freaking crazy. And then Charlie Sheen. And I'm like, fuck, Nicholas. And I get lost. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good. So you have to, like, y'all have to find something in between, like, okay, like, uh, duh, Charlie Sheen. And then the dude. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff Goblin. And then uh, Ian McKellen. And then, you know, so you mix it up. Facially, yeah. too, that's got to right. be a trigger, yeah. right? To
3: yeah. wh- however your face contorts or conforms. Right.
1: Is there a way that you
2: do you have do you have like a system for it's like okay if like like if Mad comes to you and says all right you have to do this Arnold. celebrity this character Arnold whatever Arnold. do you do you have do you have like a process of yeah, going so, through it
1: um, I I've done it enough now mm-hmm. that I know when somebody gives me something I can be like I probably can't do that really just because I'm like it's going to take so much work to mm-hmm. do. -hmm. That, um, by the time, uh, I, I finally get it down, it's, it's already passed. Or, or sometimes they'll give me a, a character. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. Oh, I can do him. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. I can do that guy. Yeah. And it's, it comes from me doing so much, uh, voice matching and voice work where I listen to a guy. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. No, I'll pass. Yeah, I can do that. No, I can pass. Because there's some people in your register that you're just like, I, I can't do that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then sometimes you're like, okay, um, I know I can do that guy based on his mannerisms alone. Interesting. Know? Like I know Adam, you were you were uh, assigned to do Alec Baldwin. Yeah, and you did an amazing Baldwin because you started focusing on the mannerisms, and then the voice came. Yeah, that's what I felt. Honestly, that's exactly what happened. Where it's like you're focusing on Alec Baldwin's suave, and then it just yeah. sort of came, and then and the cadence of it, oh, and then all of a sudden the voice it, started. Yeah, and if you watch yourself doing it. It's fucking Alec Baldwin, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And the thing is, like, you also did Pitbull. And yeah. Did you ever do Pitbull before? No. No. And it's they, I mean,
3: they put down you're doing Pitbull, and that's quite honestly was, is one of the cool things about the show. I mean, f- you know, where it was like it's fun to have those challenges. Yeah. Man. And I was like, fuck, man. I and I immediately see it. I create a character now. I go, I'm doing Pitbull. I go, yeah. shit. And then I watch this, Enough things, and I go, all right, what is and. My initial instinct was like something kind of like that, you know, what kind of like, you know, unidentifiably Latin or Cuban, you know, maybe, you know, <laughs> and laughing. Oh my God, Pitbull, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy Fallon, but you know, like, the real thing is, like, I'm Mr. Worldwide, like, Mr. 305, but like, I like to dance, but I also like to, like, hang out and have chips with my friends, sit on their couch, yeah. try out their lazy boy. <laughs> you're so
1: vaguely Latin, I love it. I'm Cuban, people. though. <laughs> and the thing is, Fuck it if it's accurate. If it's yeah. funny, it's fucking funny. So well, that's right. like Daryl Hammond, where it's like he may he may be able to do a dead on Trump, yeah. But he's he, he he I don't know if he's phoning it in or he's just like no, this works enough for me. This is the joke I want to tell. Sure, and, and, the,
2: and the classic example of that is uh, I'm
1: Donald Trump. <laughs> and I gotta say that this
5: is a very beautiful podcast. By the way, oh, thank it's you, Tom. great, thanks I for mean, having.
1: It, so it's yeah. like that's a different version of Trump. Yeah, you know that is a very sellable Trump that's used in shows, and I've seen comics do it all the time, and it works. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and like because say the, uh, the classic example of that is uh, Dana Carvey doing George Bush. Right, that's not. No, a or, good impression of well, he, George Bush, he, yeah, but he yeah, just he, sold he the found, fuck he, out of it. He
1: found a line that he right. said maybe once or didn't even say. Yeah, and one just time he on. said, right. "Not gonna do it," and then "Not gonna do it." Yeah, and, then and just those, held on to that. Yeah, and it went on, and then everybody mimics his George uh, George. Bush. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and and also finding because like because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Not because it's accurate. It just becomes so fucking funny that it becomes part of the lexicon, so people accept it as reality. Then they watch real George Bush is like. Like, why don't you be? Why don't you not going to do it? Yeah, not going to do it. Yeah, when the, you're, you're supposed to say wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> uh. By the way, Piot
3: has. Uh, if you have, if you have my number, which I'm not about to give out, mm. um, because five, we did, because we did one time on a podcast, and I can't remember which one it is to go back and take it out. And there's a person, and he's probably listening right now. Who every now and then will text me.
2: And I don't respond.
3: What, you
1: never took it out?
3: Uh, what's that? It's,
1: well, we don't know where it I is. I can't remember what episode
2: it was. <laughs> Someone went back and like, let's do an old episode and found it. Oh, my God. And then you know like, what it
3: was? It was like when we had, and we're going to have you do this at the end of the episode if you don't mind, but there's a Thai restaurant that I enjoy uh, ordering uh, delicious yeah, yeah, yeah. food from. And uh, I'm not going to give them a shout out um, because <laughs> that would ruin the prank. Yeah. <laughs> but we have people who do amazing impressions. yeah. yeah. Uh, John Kite did it. Eric Spears did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Richards did it where we print call them, um, in a, a, so, so at the end of the podcast, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is we're going to yeah, close. Yeah. And I yeah. don't feel bad because I've given them a, a significant amount of business. Sure. Yeah. Do they have the best Tom Cow? Wait, Tom Kite ch- coconut chicken? Tom Kite. <laughs> That's a golfer. <laughs> Do they have? Well, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's fucking delicious. Okay. Um, anyway, so I want to know, um, is there, like, when you do Goldblum, right, yeah. do you uh, do you think about, like, you did it for my voicemail, and people think, straight up, everybody who calls goes, how'd you get Goldblum for your voicemail? Mm. Do you know that it is uncanny, that it's, like, sounds exactly like him?
1: The thing is, I, like, like, doing the impressions for Matt, part of the reason I also, like, say I can't do an impression of somebody if they give it to me is because... I want it to be as accurate as possible, yeah. but it's that's dangerous because I know it's like you shouldn't, and I, I'm I'm getting better at it. Where it's just like, just focus on being funny, but I can't help but try and make it as accurate as possible. Sure, um, and so when I'm not accurate, part of me gets angry, but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. And Donald Trump is the first for me that I found like. I can just play with him, and I don't have to focus on how accurate it is. And yeah. I just, like, I chose podium Trump, which is... He's like, get
0: him out of here. Get him out of here. He's a Mexican. Throw him out. But that's my <laughs> baby, sir. I don't care. I hate... I love babies, by the way. <laughs> my daughter, Ivanka is a baby. I held her. I held her. I held her. I held, this picture of me holding her. She came out
1: of my two golf balls. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, no, so for, like, Jeff Goldblum... I have had people say to me like, Oh my God, he's amazing. Like the one you're doing is mm-hmm. exactly like him. And I'm like, I don't know. And I really appreciate that. And I'll never, uh, I'll never feel that I'm exactly that guy, but I feel very comfortable and I enjoy doing it. Is, you know? Yeah. Is it? And the reason I say that yeah. is because when I do voice matching. Yes. And for those I, I, and for those
2: who're listening they don't know what that yeah. is. So
1: voice matching is when a voice actor has to go in to replace a existing celebrity or actor um, because they're unavailable, or it's for trailer, a promo, right. or, so, or just a
2: missing line. Yeah. So, for instance, when Matthew McConaughey does a movie, then they they, they don't get a line exactly right, and they don't want to fly Matthew McConaughey out from or pay Texas fifty
1: five thousand dollars for twenty five minutes.
2: Right. Then they then they then they, call, for then they call they call Piot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like do you have do, all do, do right,
1: you have all right, all right. do you have, a, like do you have Papa John's Pizza
2: because I'll do it for that. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, so, so like they'll send me the reference and I'm like, ah, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. And, uh, I did something for Independence Day Resurgence and I listened to Jeff Goldblum and I did Scratch for a trailer. And, uh, I listened to his voice. I'm like, oh my God, I'm way off. Really? Really? Yeah. And it happens to me all the time after I do an impression that people say it's amazing. So it, it, part of it, it, you know i do always reference back to the material of the original guy as mm-hmm. much as i can but i'm starting to let go and just like just have more fun because and mad tv's really helped with that where it's like you sure. have no time so fucking do it yeah, yeah. you know the chaos just have
3: fun. is strong yeah. on that show
1: yeah cool. and and it really helps you as a comedian because you're like you don't have options just go and go with what's written out and just play the best part of that and improvise and have fun.
2: It's amazing how much you can surprise yourself when you force yourself into those situations where someone says we don't have time for you to get this yeah. quote unquote right you just need to do it yeah. and then you just ah, fuck it okay go and, and, and then just amazing things come from that.
1: Yeah, and, But what you're saying with do I realize Jeff Goldblum is good mm-hmm. um, I first did when I did an independent film And uh, my co-star that I was in, she said, oh, I'm best friends with Jeff Goldblum's wife. Will you record a video as Jeff Goldblum so I can show her? And I was like, "Uh, sure. So I sent it to her. And then Mm -hmm. in between filming, she goes, yeah, she showed it to Jeff. He thinks it's hilarious and you sound just like him. You should go hang out with them, And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've, I've, I'm still so freaked out because it, it's so weird. I've never met a person besides Barry that I do an impression of and meet yeah. them because I, f- I feel Jeff Goblin would be the only guy be like, very good. Yeah, yeah. So, well, let's go into the shower and not use conditioner,
2: uh, uh, and talk to each other. Uh, well, because I mean, uh, like, Adam got to do Danza on Danza, yeah, where yeah, yeah, he got yeah. to do yeah. Tony Danza to Tony Danza. Like, I, I would, I would pay good money to have you. you do I would Goldblum pay bloom.
3: a lot of money, man. And I, and I, and it might be something that you know, when I get fixated on certain things, like I. And I just – I don't not make it happen. And We got Jeff Goble locked in a
1: closet. You got to do it at <laughs> He's here right now. Piot- ah, and- help me. Somebody call the police. <laughs> uh, uh, it's roomy in here, though. Oh, very nice. <laughs> you and
3: him uh, in some fashion like doing a – whether it's – not just – maybe it's you interviewing him as him or whatever, but like that would be – or maybe it's just you have the same voice and yeah. it's two guys having dinner. And maybe it's Goldblum's best friend who just happens to also sound exactly like I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or it's that Jimmy Found thing where he used to do, where, you know, he'd do like uh, Keith Richards, you know, yeah, and yeah. talk to Keith Richards
2: in the mirror, you know? Right. Um, this is just, I mean, when, when, you, when you can do impressions that well, just the sky's a limit for. Uh, creativity in terms of what you can do with it
1: oh yeah yeah and it's it's really open doors and it also leads to original characters which is also crazy because on mad tv they said you're the impressions guy we want to focus yeah how did that how'd you take that so well i mean i i completely understand it but i also didn't want to get pigeonholed and what was really interesting was frank caliendo who's the impressionist mm-hmm. on mad tv he reached out me out to me and uh, we started connecting and texting back and forth and he was telling me like you know l- really fight for it and get your impressions out there but also like uh let you you know stand your ground and uh try to get some other stuff and i've been able to do some original characters on mad tv like uh, buford the old uh judge police character like now hold on umbrella yeah um, <laughs> That guy is so much fun for me because I there's no rules and yeah there's, there's you can make no, them up as you go I can make them up and yeah. that's so much fun to do. But the gift I have is that by doing so many impressions, mm-hmm. I can easily do many characters because I just tweak impressions. Sure, uh, take out a take out a mannerism, add a mannerism, uh, add age or anything. So, for example, uh, let's do. Who, who? Who's somebody that I do? Come on, Adam. Uh, Liam Neeson. See,
5: okay. Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Now, if we just make him a little bit slower, and we get rid of his Irish accent, and then we make him part of the Old West. Now, it's Liam Neeson trying to sound like a Western cowboy.
2: Right there is Damn. just a, a slightly well, I, I, different I, I, character, right? I mean, screw you, Morgan Freeman. I want that voice to narrate so, my life.
5: Well, hold on now. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is pretty good at doing some narrations. Now, Brad, have you ever dressed like a penguin? Because <laughs> I think you might be the perfect size.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, narrate Brad trick-or-treating dressed as a penguin.
5: Here's Brad. <laughs> He's a little too old for Halloween, but that doesn't stop him, because he's got a sweet tooth. It's 9 p.m. The children are going home because it's nearly past their bedtime, but Brad has just started his night. Pouncing up and down Hollywood Boulevard, entering every candy shop he can find, he scores. Big time, because he's dressed like a cute little penguin. And chicks dig penguin dick.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's fucking (sighs) great. But, like, like I I learned to do Steve Buscemi because (laughs) Mm -hmm. I did Austin Powers for so long, which is, like, the biggest cliche impression everybody did. Yeah, yeah. but also
3: you got to do that impression to start to wet your palate and get conditioned to going, oh, I can mimic shit.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, from that, I learned, like, I could do other characters. So it was like, yeah, baby, very shagadelic. Like, <laughs> and so I started playing with the idea, like... Mm-hmm. What happens if I take away his British accent?
0: Yeah, baby. Now I'm sort of turning it to Mike, Mike Myers, which is cool. That's awesome. I can do Mike Myers, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I get rid of it and make a little bit higher. And then wait, minute, it kind of sounds like if I add a little more teeth there, then this is basically Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. From like, Austin yeah, Powers, baby, Steve yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, baby. Very <laughs> Oh my
3: God! Austin Powers
0: <laughs> Four, starring me, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I'll also play Dr. Evil. (laughs) Dude, that transformation,
3: that is what, and that's what separates you, man. Because to have that, just, and that that control, that control, and to, and the wherewithal to, to start to play with it, and pick up on an impression, and like you said, man, to not, you know, overly assess and judge yourself to go, oh, don't do an Austin Powers, that's so cliche. Like, no, 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 I can do that, and it's good to know I can do that, and now what can I shape out of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's rare, and that's why you are Thank where you are. Thank you. Do you prefer doing impressions or or, or original characters, or do you, slide, do you, do you I, just
1: like them both? I enjoy doing voices. Yeah. So if it's an impression or a character, to me, what really makes me happy is when I'm not myself.
3: I was going to say, do you like your own voice?
1: No. And that's <laughs> the reason I started doing a lot of impressions. Was My brother, when I was 18, he got me a microphone and because uh, I was really interested in voiceover, and I really got to hear my isolated voice for the first time. Oh, that's time. always scary. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. now it's... it's Like, even this, I'm putting on almost <laughs> a smoky voice. i <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let me do. Let me try and do my normal. My normal voice is kind of like this. Like, yeah. for, like when I'm at home with my girlfriend, I'm like, this is how I talk. It's, it, it's, it's not, almost. It's almost like you're George Lucas.
4: I, well, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, it's uh, you know, very interesting that you say that because uh, George Lucas uh, is me. <laughs>
3: uh, Did you uh, laugh, Lucas? I can't tell what that was. <laughs> Your mouth uh, barely uh, open. Uh, well, well, uh, you I, choking uh, on a tootsie pop.
4: Uh, I, 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 I. Well, my, uh, that's what I call my wife. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, uh of darker complexion. <laughs> uh, she is black.
1: Um, I, uh, too much tequila. Not getting an authentic <laughs> George Lucas. So I'm sorry, no, Star Wars fans. That's uh, incredible. But, um. I have no idea what we're talking
2: about. we were talking about your uh, your own voice. Oh yeah, my own voice. You heard it from the microphone. Yeah.
1: So I heard it on the microphone. I'm like, I don't like this. So I would I would automatically change my voice. And um, but now, I mean, this is my confident voice. This yeah. is the projected voice yeah, yeah. that you do. And I I, I would study audio. Um, there was like these audio books about uh, confidence. You know, like mm-hmm. your people will be shocked when you first speak with your confident voice. They'll. They'll disregard you and ignore you and say, that's not really who you are. But you have to stand proud and say, that's what I sound like. And so... <laughs> oh, shit. By the way, if, if, if you
2: know, say people will be shocked and you talk with your confident voice, yeah, because they'll be terrified if you're like, hello,
5: stranger that I have never met before. I would like to order a number four on your menu, the menu behind you that you are standing in front of. And yes, no tomatoes
2: on my sandwich, I tell you. If I find a tomato... Oh, I will burn this
5: mother to the ground. This tomato yeah. will be a no. Asiago <laughs> uh, on the side. What am I, an asshole? <laughs> you That's always your have to have like, a voice. confident laugh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um.
2: uh, well, I, we, we have uh, two, two more requests before we yeah, yeah, before, before yeah, yeah. yeah. wrap this up. Uh, this is one because I, I watched your Oscar tape. Where you, oh, yeah. Uh, where yeah, where you did all the impressions of uh, celebrity guide to the Oscars, and one of the impressions that really stood out to me was your, and you briefly did it so far in this podcast, was the uh,
5: uh, Ian McKellen. Ah yes, yes. Ian McKellen. Yes. Now-, now it has been a very long time since I've seen a hobbit, <laughs> but I must say that I do love your big feet. <laughs> I know what they say about big
2: feet. <laughs> big shoes, right?
5: Big cock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments in podcast history. Yeah. Was when Ian McKellen did uh Marin's d- uh WTF oh, and yeah. he does a Shakespeare sonnet. Yeah. At the very end of it. And Mark
1: Maron's like, I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and uh it was so great cuz that it it, it really wasn't until he did that that I go Oh, a great Shakespearean actor could really make you understand that crazy language. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you really get it. So, um, much as a great Shakespearean actor can make you understand that language, I was wondering if a great actor, Ian McKellen, could help me understand the language of Kanye West. Uh, so. Do you want me to read some Kanye West? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, some yes, of his please. tweets, if you don't I mind.
5: shall read it with great pleasure, my dear boy. Yeah. Uh,
2: that part right there, if you can look at that. <clears throat> this is an actual tweet from Kanye West. actual tweet:
5: "Exes can be mad, <laughs> but just know, I never let them play with my ass. I don't do that. I stay away from that area all altogether. <laughs> You shall not touch my ass.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Alright, one more, one, oh more, one more. Oh my god. Oh my god. How about that top one right there?
5: Have you ever thought you were in love with someone but then realized you were just staring in a mirror for twenty minutes? <laughs> I have to dress Kim every day so she doesn't embarrass me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, player? <laughs> I'm from the streets, y'all. Yo, oh, yo, yo.
2: Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, uh, now, I now have a great understanding yeah. of, uh, of Kanye West, so thank you for
3: oh, that. Thank yeah, by you, the thank way, you. that's when... You're also doing a set on Amir's show on Friday, right? Yes. Um, I don't. when is this podcast coming out?
2: Uh, not until mm-hmm. after that. But Okay. It went fantastic.
1: Amir K. is kind enough to have me do some stand-up yes. on his show. And the thing is, like, I haven't done stand-up uh, consistently a lot because I've been focusing on other things. So I'm kind of excited and nervous. But I'm like, you know what? I, I just like to play. And so um, I've got some things planning to do. Can I suggest doing some of that
5: absolutely R- reading reading I kanye tweets
3: as happy. <laughs> yes
5: suggested I mean, by my good friend mr brad williams who yeah. is a living breathing hobbit <laughs> i will read kanye west and i need to put on my spectacles <laughs> <sighs> yeah
3: you're more you're more than welcome to do that oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be great all right uh and our our last request and again yes. um is, this has been amazing, by the way. Thank you. I knew I everybody. know we uh you know scheduled and rescheduled, but I knew when oh, we no, got locked. I, knew, I, I knew, knew we got locked in it was gonna be oh. there were you know there was a few times when we had it and then we were trying to do it after our mad TV live tweets and it was too much. The audience
1: and, loves this, by the way. Yeah. Tell us <laughs> when he canceled
0: <laughs> and the text that followed. What did this manager say?
2: Um can Hello. you uh, as as Christian Bale can you get mad at us for ca- for canceling on you?
5: You fucking touch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I don't
2: want to yell in the mic. Um, you, yeah, but you, have, but you have to yell, it's Christian.
1: You get your fucking loss. I haven't done Christian Bale in a long time. Hold on. Um no, tequila, you should not have made me have tequila. <laughs> this is the problem I've learned. The One more, little glass, uh, huh?
5: Uh, yeah, you I, tiny Pollock, hey, I didn't need to uh, I didn't need a lot uh, <laughs> let me get angry at you Harrison Ford you stay away from my kids. What about
3: Harrison Ford doing stand up so uh
5: <laughs> a bear walks into a bar, <laughs> and he says, "Can you get me something chewy
4: <laughs> uh, S-
3: sir chewy bar like a like a chewy oatmeal like the yeah. Quaker Oats
5: Chewy Bars? That was my joke. <laughs> I give you permission to laugh. <laughs> no.
1: Oh, man. Thank you guys for having me.
3: No, this is the best. Brad, yeah. Brad's pulling up. All right. I the, got the number of the Thai restaurant that I like to order from. So yep. do you
1: want me to place an order? We hang up? What are we doing?
3: We're going to call. As soon as they call, we'll hand you the phone. You'll hold up to the mic.
1: What impression do you want me to do?
3: I initially thought uh, Goldblum. But I got to be honest, I think Busemi ordering from this place is... Or Trump. Fuck, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, my God.
1: Let me do, go Trump, do you think Trump is too on the nose? Because it's funny for us to know that it's Steve Buscemi, but would he know Trump, or should I just fucking go, oh, let's do whatever you want. We could Let's
3: start with Buscemi and okay. see how they respond, and I think going to a Trump... At the end of it, I think it could be kind of great.
2: Yeah. If Trump wants to interrupt and say, no, I wanted Pad Thai, then <laughs> <laughs> fucking go for it. Yeah, whatever. All you right, want. man. All right. So uh, here we go. Here. I I got to come over there and like okay. hold it for you. Okay, so, perfect. Thai food,
3: right? Yeah.
2: Got yeah, business, tie, tie place. Come on. Continue.
0: Nothing, man. <laughs> this is what happens to me all the fucking time. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to talk. Hello? Yeah, we close already. You're close? Oh my gosh, but I'm starving. Okay. Can I have any food? Do you have any leftovers? Maybe something that you threw away? I can just, you know, put it in a box or something. Oh, uh, no, the chef go home already. Oh, you went home? but Oh, come yeah. on. Hey, what would you suggest that I order tomorrow? What would be good? Do you guys open for breakfast, like, in an hour yeah, or something? The, uh, 11.30. 11.30? Oh, oh, that's 30. too late. Come on. Can you open a little bit earlier for me? I'm really no. hungry. I'm going to starve to death. Your place is the best place. I love all of your food. You I'll guys you, serve the Italian meatballs, go, no, meatballs okay. right? Okay. Hold on a second. My friend here wants to order something, too. Hold on. Excuse me. Hello. I know you guys are closed right now. <laughs> oh, shit. You fucking hang up on Call, me. Back. Hold on Call back. Hold on a second. Call back. Hold on a second. We're going to close this business down for real, people. We. Are go- I'm going to buy this place out and close them, and they're never going to be open for business again because these assholes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Donald really wants his diaper.
0: <laughs> They'll
3: pick up again. They just picked up. Yeah. They couldn't have closed that long ago to have to field to finally pick up to say we're closed. Pick up. She's like running out <laughs> the door.
0: She's <laughs> like, fuck this guy. <laughs> the guy want me more, make more spring roll. <laughs> fuck the <this> guy. <laughs> I
3: know. Uh, I, I, I give him plenty of biz.
0: Yeah, at least he's picking up now. No. <laughs> this guy, I know him from the Howard Stern show. I'm a big fan of Howard Stern. This guy, fucker, asshole. Uh, <laughs> I wanna go sleep. I work over
1: 17 hours for today. I sold 12 spring rolls.
3: Uh, well, we got him on the phone. Fu- yeah, yeah, yeah we
1: got some We got something. We we got, got, you just was, have to come back. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We'll do We'll do, do it again. again. <laughs> we'll do it
3: again. Uh, Pierre, you're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you guys
5: for having me. I really uh, appreciate it. This is real fun. It's
3: really cool to, I mean, our business is way cool, but it's like every, what's really dope to me is to get the opportunities to like be on a uh, stand-up show or be on an actual uh, TV show. Just something where you're in a position to get to like meet more amazingly talented people. And it's like, dude, who knows when our paths would have crossed or if they oh, would have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, man, just feel very... Uh, Blessed and pumped.
1: Well, that- can I say one thing before we end? Yeah, sure. I met Brad Williams. Ooh, I don't know if you remember this. I years ago, Brian Monarch had a show at the John Lovitz Club.
0: Yes, the John Lovitz Club, John Universal Lovitz. Studios City, whatever the fuck. Walk. How it, I don't know. Spencer Sherman. still close. a Jew. It's <laughs> closed now. So fuck you. <laughs> you didn't come out. You don't get to see. You didn't come me. in. <laughs> but I still made money. <laughs> and I fucked Tens
1: <laughs> Brad Williams, I was hoping before uh Brian Monarch was like, Hey man, you should host the show. And I think it was like the first time I hosted. Oh yeah? And uh I was MC and I was doing uh, impressions and all the comics were treating me like shit because they're like, This guy's fucking weird. Like every time I would uh bring someone up, they'd be like, mm-hmm. This guy's fucking weird. This is a a weird MC. What a fucking weird MC. Mm-hmm. Then you came.
2: Oh, boy. What did
1: I do? And <laughs> I'm always scared. No, of I, I the lowered this. the mic for yeah. you. Yeah, like, yeah. Our headliner is Brad Garrett. Yeah. I mean, William. <laughs> and then you came, and then you, you like talked for like two minutes. You're like, That's, nobody, nobody ever does that for me. Nobody ever lowers the mic. Yeah. And you're like genuinely happy. And I was like, oh, I made...
0: Yeah, well. Made him happy, Because cool. everyone's t- happy. Do,
1: do, do coins pop out of his
0: head now? <laughs> I got a lot of coins, <laughs> Those coins, I still have them, the collectibles. <laughs> I didn't clean them, they're still covered with shit. <laughs>
2: Well, that's a big deal, though. First of all, yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad because when, whenever someone says, I met you before, and you, I'm like, oh, God, please say I wasn't a dick. Please say wasn't. Like, no, never. As, as no, no as, you're super nice. Well, uh, and that does make me happy because so many times comics would bring me up and then leave the microphone stand exaggeratingly high because I'm like, oh, yes, it's a great yeah. bit. I and have you, to fucking and jump. And you always to, save it, yeah, and you yeah.
3: obviously always make a bit of it, but it's also yeah. like – let me be the first one to to make something yeah. funny,
2: right? How about how about my joke be the first thing that's good? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's always – and so it's like, okay, so with all the pressure that comes with being a stand-up comedian how nervous you are and getting the audience, I'm like, great, now I have to, on top of that – lower the mic stand but so I'm i can sure do my job already, you've
1: got material to do oh like yeah, that yeah fucking yeah, yeah. giant over here right?
2: <laughs> yeah i mean that's something as a dwarf is kind of like dwarf 101 right right i mean they, you, they got, you, yeah but they they you you learn how to lower mic stands right after you learn how to cobble shoes
1: you know
4: <laughs> all right brad you can tell jokes about yourself but that's too far <laughs> especially when it's half past midnight <laughs> No, but I just wanted to say that that was That's the awesome. first time I met you, and I. I, 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 I oh,
2: good. Well, uh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't a dick, and uh, I'm glad that we now uh, essentially wear the uh, team. The the we, we fly the flag of Team Cats. Cats power, man. <laughs>
1: Cat power is actual band. <laughs> <They're> not bad. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. You're the best. Thank you, guys. Uh, here's to
3: hopefully a handful of more seasons. of Absolutely,
1: Mad. yeah, or at least hanging out.
3: Oh, well, that's Sometime sick. That goes without saying. You,
1: ma'am. <laughs>
3: uh, thanks for being here. Uh, wait, well, we'll do all your social media in the intro, but do you want to plug any of your uh, Twitters or Insta?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you can find me all on my website, piotmichael.com. P I O T R Michael.com. We are uh, silent, people. Uh, well, it's almost silent, but uh, whatever <laughs> the fuck you want to call it. Um uh, uh, there's 45 pronunciations of my name My dad mispronounces my name He calls me Pjot <laughs> um, So Jeez, now there's going to be some, there's some fan who's going to run it up sounds, and like
2: it sounds like a Game of Thrones character
5: Pjot enters the throne And sits on attack um, Worst episode
3: of Game of Thrones ever I always, I always
1: think that when somebody makes a, a sound Like in yeah. the back I think they're saying my name they're Like Pjot Hey so somebody cool. knows me here at this Walmart. <laughs> 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 By the way, I love that you put somebody just having spaz attacks <laughs> in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> that guy with Tourette's knows me.
2: <laughs>
1: um no, so you can you can find me on uh uh oh, and that shit. has all my my social media stuff just to make it easy. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks buddy. Thanks, thanks guys.
2: So-